Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm on patrol! That's right, because today's episode is episode 7, Cody on Patrol, uh, written by our old pal Bob Forward. <gasps> what? Oh, yes. yes. Nice. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And uh, this is a solo Bob Forward, no uh, no Larry Dottilio. Aw, well, I yeah. guess they all would be now. I mean, this yes. was before. Yeah, he we, might have been we unwell lost at this Larry Dottilio. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, he did solo stuff for like mm-hmm. other things, like oh, biker yeah. mice from Mars. <laughs> I don't think oh, Larry Dottilio worked on that. Anyway, I refuse. Yeah, this Fox. first aired March seventeenth, twenty twelve, and we open. With Miss, with uh, Mr. Harrison having trouble with his helicopter pack again. It's that guy. <laughs> it's this Which, guy again. Yeah, what is that? The same guy with the helicopter pack from the first it's, episode. It's the same guy. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yes. Yep. Still, you know, moderately overweight businessman in a helipack. It's with it's glasses. like if uh, it's like if character actor Stephen Root had Bumblebee's action master. Yes. Yes, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. So everybody is now trying to rescue this guy before he plunges into the sea to his doom. Like everyone, all of them are out trying to help because no one can quite manage it. He, his his. Also, at one point I was like, and then he flies into Blade's rotors. Episode <laughs> over. Well, he flies right into Blade's yes. the cockpit. Uh, yeah, he's his his helipack is veering him off in wild directions and thwarting all of their attempts to stop him. Mm. And uh, this is uh, at one point when uh, Boulder and Graham are trying to catch him. Uh, Graham says, "Oh, it's you know, it's just like baseball. It's a he's a line drive, and you gotta catch him." But instead, he kind of bounces, and uh, Graham refers to it as a Baltimore chop. Which is a super obscure baseball term. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, I was. I, it felt like it was made up. No, it's a real thing. So, uh, I guess it, I, Bob it's, Ford is a baseball. It's fan. from the dead. It's from the dead ball era, which was like from 1900 to like 1920. That sounds oh, terrifying. Really this is, um, yeah. Well, it's it's, is this it's like not the that... dead universe where there's zombies. <laughs> no, it just means that. Um, like the the ball, like pitchers were given all sorts of license to like put all sorts of schmutz on the ball to make it impossible to hit. Uh huh. And actually, you it did just... result in one guy getting killed when he got hit in the head with a baseball. Oh my god! Oh jeez! Can't just call oh, something wait, was, the was... dead ball era and not have zombies or <laughs> they... at least like corpses. Dude, we... There was lots of weird stuff in early baseball that there you could find. A lot. I, was... I think this is the era when the Rube was playing. Yes. One of the most famous, although you don't know him these days, like insanely weird baseball players. His favorite hobby was chasing fire engines. <laughs> he was like a legitimate, like, like they just picked a random weirdo off the street who just happened to be a crazy baseball player. <laughs> yeah, he was great at baseball, but he was like not well. Yeah, Rube Waddell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he uh, 
he was uh, he may have suffered from developmental disability, mental retardation, autism, or ADD. Uh, and he was eccentric and childlike, but he was not illiterate. Although, according to uh, Ken Burns' baseball documentary, he lost track of how many women he had married. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. I- I think there's paperwork to help you keep track of that kind of thing. I mean, maybe also not brains. then. Maybe. No, yeah, he needed, like, someone watching. Like, he might have been ADD because, like... He needed an adult. It's hard to tell what was off with him, but... Uh, I, I just love the fact that he loved chasing fire engines because it's like, <laughs> is he a dog? Maybe. And uh, and in the in the off-season, he was a professional alligator wrestler. <laughs> There's there's some goals right there. Sometimes he would yeah. leave mid in the middle of the game to go fishing, and he could be distracted by opposing fans if they held up puppies or shiny objects. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, the more you learn about him, the more it seems this guy can't be real. But that's a lot of early baseball. It's bizarre. I mean, like it, the it, dead it does anyway. sound kind of like an act, but also. Like someone not trying to not be crazy, like just giving <laughs> I mean, into their crazy. I mean, it was nineteen. You know, this was like uh, you know, this was like the eighteen nineties. People hadn't figured out how to do an act yet. <laughs> you just had legitimate weirdos wandering the streets. Maybe he was just drinking a lot of cocaine soda. <laughs> I mean, he might have just been drinking turpentine. <laughs> Maybe oh. I'm a doctor. <laughs> anyway, the Baltimore Chop. So because you couldn't really get home runs at the time, uh, you would hit the ball right into the ground by home plate and it would bounce. Like, sort of like, you know, so that would be the chop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was specific to Baltimore because the Baltimore's coach, that was sort of his big strategy, so he packed the dirt really tightly around the home plate. <laughs> but, I mean, it doesn't really happen so much anymore because, you know... People can actually hit home runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so they all do I really not... know about Baltimore sports is that I I should be a fan of the Baltimore Ravens for all the reasons that are why I am not <laughs> a fan of sports at all. Being that it's they're apparently actually named for Edgar Allan Poe, and me being a gothy literary person appreciates that. But also, me being a gothy literary person does not appreciate professional football. <laughs> yeah, they're, I think they're the only professional sports team named after a poem. Yeah, which I, again, and also, I appreciate, but also don't care for. <laughs> and also, their three mascots are named Edgar, Allen, and Poe. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and yet, the, like, rando Chad I work with who was talking about football did not know this, despite being like enthusiastically talking about football i'm like you make me sad i mean come on he's probably the most famous baltimorean who wasn't on the wire (laughs) (laughs) although uh, i think if that had gone to a sixth season they would have solved edgar Allan poe's murder
Anyway, so uh, so nobody can actually catch this guy. But then here comes a mysterious masked man in a doofy little go-kart who catches him with a fishing rod. Common Rider? Apparently, yeah. It's, it's Common Rider. No. He is a masked rider, but... Uh, and, no, it's, it's, and he has it's a scarf. Coat. He does have a scarf. But also he's a small child, and it's Cody. And he's riding oh, a go-kart and not a sick motorcycle. <laughs> a really yeah. slow go-kart. And an antique go-kart that, is, uh, that Chief Burns built when he was a lad. I... Yeah. So 50 years old. I'm pretty sure that you shouldn't... Apparent, and it, it sort of, you know... From from what he says later, it's got like a lawnmower engine, and you should really not yeah. put a combustion engine in a wood frame. This is a very bad thing, and I have no idea how this yeah. entire thing has not gone up in flames. <laughs> what the hell? Well, indeed, they indeed they take it back to the station, and the rescue bots are just kind of poking it as if they expect it to explode at any time. <laughs> yes, they're, so, they're just in a square around it, and they're like... Poking at it, and it just does like a little sort of puff. <laughs> it's like, aww. But yeah, don't don't put a combustion engine in a wood frame. That's a very bad idea. And speaking of things that are bad ideas, cut to the junkyard, where oh, uh, yeah. Boulder and Graham are feeding, are tagging junk so it can be fed to the scrap master. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a terrifying ambulatory shredding vehicle that kind of looks like, uh, you know, uh, you know those old Transformers storybooks that had like the tape with them. Yes. Uh, what were they like? Read and hear or whatever. And one is doom. Jaws of Terror. Ooh. <laughs> and this looks exactly like the thing from Jaws of Terror. <laughs> oh. Uh, the Crusher. Oh, the Crusher. It, it, it sort of looks like a a garbage truck crossed with a truckosaurus. It does have a little bit of a Saurian thing going on with the great big old jaws. I mean, it's it's and, not and actually little walking. It's got treads, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's got a pretty Saurian kind of face. And uh, a good thing never nothing ever goes wrong with technology on this island. Oh yeah. Oh no. Heaven forbid. Yeah, and well, and while they're feeding stuff to this scrapmaster, uh, Cody is scavenging for junk parts for his uh, for his go-kart. Hmm. And so he finally finishes rebuilding this thing and unveils it. The Roland Thunder. So did they Which... just let this child use an arc welder unsupervised? Uh, yes. Yes, they <laughs> did. Uh, Alright. Oh, no. Okay. I mean, the important thing is that Cobra's running scared, starting to wonder, <laughs> can he survive the Roland Thunder? <laughs> yes, it, it sadly looks nothing like the G.I. Joe Rolling Thunder. It, it's just sort of a flashier go-kart now that, that has sort of a speed racer villain car feel. I mean... Yeah, this this should, thing should be uh, driven by, I don't know, Crunch Oiler or whatever the bad guy racers are in that. Yeah, Snake Oiler? <laughs> I mean... There's a guy named Snake and there's also, I think there's a guy named Crunch. At least it does have a metal frame now, so it's not quite as at risk of immediately bursting into flames. Also, I yes. I really like it. It definitely has a like eight year old kid vibe of him having them do like a whole little unveiling ceremony, and the others are like, "All right," and then he gets their dad to give a little brief announcement to show it off, and it, it's it's very cute. 
it definitely felt and like he, a wait. thing that eight-year-olds make you do. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, okay, you were right about a character named Snake Oiler. He even got a Lego toy. <gasps> okay, and, and there's another guy named Cruncher Block, who I was also thinking of. <laughs> I think those are names... I've only seen the movie, but I assume those are from the TV show. They're from both, yes. Right. Anyway, I, so I it is time for... I they reuse names from, from the cartoon as much in the movie. I need to re-see the movie. That's a great movie. We all do. I don't think I've seen it since it was in the theater. I did see it in the theater, though. I actually, I actually hadn't seen it until I caught it on TV about a year ago. Ooh. It was certainly a movie. Yes, it's very a movie. It's a great movie. It's possibly the best anime-based movie ever. Well, I can believe that, but also their competition <laughs> is not stiff. I would say that it is, is definitely the, situation, yes. <laughs> the best Western adaptation of an anime. Um, yeah, there might be a better one, but I have because I haven't seen all of them. Like, oh, the the recent JoJo ones are supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, it is time for Cody's first rescue mission, and it is once again Mrs. Niederlander's friggin' cat again. <laughs> Again, Aww, for the third time. Kitty. Two episodes in a row. She's got to put like a little fence around this ha- tree or something. She she does really need yeah. to address what's causing this with, with her cat. Because, I mean, if, if my cat kept getting itself stuck up a tree all the time, it would be time for at least claw trim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, indeed, it takes him so long putt-putting along in this go-kart that uh, by the time he gets there... Uh, she has gone up into the tree and rescued the cat herself. <laughs> yes. So this is this is uh, Mr. Pettypaw's rescue number three of mm. the series. Yes. And uh, luckily, uh, Griffin Rock has special uh, routes for alternative vehicles. And we see a guy there on a hoverboard. <laughs> yes. And then later... Yeah, there's a hoverboard. There's like a monocycle thing we see. There's like a, there's like a, there's like a motorized... Uh, Stroller? Yes, there's a, a lady on like a scooter stroller sort of hybrid thing, which yeah. is pretty great. I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird, but like the scooter scroller is neat, but the, the the pod the baby is in looks a lot like the pod the child is in <laughs> in Mandalorian. <laughs> like it was uncanny. I I have Disney Plus now, so I get those jokes. <laughs> oh yeah, but it it uh, I mean. There there were some good points made by Chase that uh, Cody should not be driving this on the street. It is not street legal. Uh, additionally, uh, Cody makes an excellent point that Griffin Rock is a town that has a lot of alternative transportation. So I assume that basically what this is is just like robust bike trails, like a bike lane, like yeah. bike lane, but big enough to have like a go-kart, like go-kart sized yes. bike lanes bike trails mm-hmm. well i mean clearly uh, you know we see a guy in a helipack in the opening scene <laughs> yeah. people are yeah. using all sorts of things to get around yes so e- excellent points that no he should not be this is not street legal but also that doesn't mean that he can't use it mm-hmm. i appreciate that that is addressed <laughs> so there uh so he, he runs into frankie she's walking the family dogs uh edison and aristotle on which i think is another um, Back to the Future reference because uh, Doc Brown's dog in the movie is Einstein. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, that does kind of. However, work. these are not small, fluffy, like Benji dogs. No, these, are, these are huge ass Dobermans. Like how? Like she can't. She can't be a hundred pounds. Like why would you have her walking no. these, these large dogs? Yeah. Maybe they're very well behaved dogs. They would Could have well, to be. Except they're not they because this thing backfires and these things uh, bug off. No. It's a lot of dog to have, like, you know, my my family had, like, a 50-pound dog that did not behave well, and I didn't usually, I mean, I'm not going to say get to walk it, but I was not usually expected to walk it because of that. So, luckily, they, you know, they're about to run through traffic, but luckily they're running through a park where Boulder and Graham are planting trees. And Boulder is there to stop these dogs. And uh, as a nod to a recurring, to a running plot line, Frankie's all, oh, so you uh, told your robot to stop the dogs, right? And Graham's all, yes. Oh. Yes, I yeah. did. I, I do Before like. Before she says that. I do like that we get a Bob Forward episode, so that means it's time for some meta plot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. But like the the first thing she says after the dogs are rescued is, "Thank you, rescue bot." Yes. She thanks Boulder first. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is the first person to like like I think it's the first person in the entire show to acknowledge the robots before anything else. Yes. Well, because she's the one. She has basically figured out at this point that these robots are alive. Yeah. At, at the very She's least, pretty sharp. they are some extremely advanced AI, possibly actually mm-hmm. alive. But yeah, yes. she's she's very smart. Not yeah, so, not physically fit enough to be walking a pair of Dobermans, though. Come on. Well, I mean, she could be in great shape, but she's also like ten years old. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you know. Cody is pretty bummed out because his, uh, his, his you know, go-kart is extremely slow. And, you know, he, Boulder's telling him that, you know, you know, it's okay. You know, maybe it's, uh, you know, it's nice to slow down and, you know, see what's important. And then he talks to his dad, who's also, well, you know, it's it's very dangerous for a boy your age to be riding a super fast car. Maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah, it's yes. like maybe. And he does this while reading the, the holographic newspaper. I liked, oh, yes, the holographic newspaper. I liked his this holographic newspaper because they're in a future town. And yet it's also like a small town, so those are probably like holograms about like local want ads <laughs> and uh, yes. you know, a talent show. Yeah, this is the holographic penny saver. It's- yes. <laughs> Oh, it's so strange. I, that, um, I do why feel is it, like... Why is this still paper-shaped? Why is he holding it up? I think it's uh. kind of interesting. Also, the weird thing is, we've seen... I think it's kind of interesting. The weird thing is, we've we... seen physical newspapers. Yeah. Yeah, mm. because yeah, Doc because Green was but, uh... making a machine. Maybe that's... Maybe they had to oh, transition to holographic newspapers. Yes, because the newspaper shooter was so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after after uh, after several hospitalizations due to due to uh, newspaper trauma, we all have to switch to holograms because nobody can huck a hologram at your face. <laughs> so I think oh, it's interesting yeah. that they talk, and this is sort of something earlier too with Cody, is that they talk about like when you're older, and it's like basically he just needs to be old enough to have like a driver's license, maybe. 
like wait till he's 18 or something but i just feel like they're weirdly vague about when he will be old enough to you know take part in these sorts of activities because it is basically like Mm -hmm. no you can't do this because you're not old enough to have a driver's license and that's a that's a legitimate like thing that's not just being a, a parent being wary and and un you know not trusting you enough it's like talk to chase about this he can explain it <laughs> yeah well it's it weird that like he does know how to drive but they don't actually mention driver's license although i guess kids now probably learn to drive a lot better because like mario kart and stuff <laughs> whereas i had to learn how to drive in a large boat of a car in a cemetery. Mm. I mean, I have known people, by which I mean, like, my my mom, who, uh, you know, people who are on a farm, and so they're driving, well, like, yeah. the family pickup yeah. truck around the farm before they're old enough to actually be driving it on the road. So there are circumstances where, you know, you might learn to drive on private property, but yeah, you can't actually drive on the road until you're licensed. So, so yeah, I mean, it's not unreasonable for him to like learn to drive, but he can't exactly go out helping everybody. They're, they're not going to make an exception for him to like drive actual vehicles. Yeah. Anyway, so so two people have told Cody not to do this thing. So he's decided, well, I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> he's going to go find the best people to help you do things that you should not do. He's going to go to Doc Green's place. <laughs> yes. And even worse, Doc Green is not there. <laughs> no. It is just Frankie who's decided to enable her friend today. <laughs> yes. He's like, well, hey, why don't we open up my dad's cabinet of super dangerous fuel additives? Also, his yeah, cabinet like of super t- dangerous fuel additives really looks like like under a bathroom sink. I swear there's nail polish remover under it's, there. <laughs> it is such a weird... Ca- it, it's... Yeah, it's like a... It's like it's got a drain cleaner from under a sink, or it could also be a liquor cabinet. Who knows what's <laughs> in there with it? Oh, any of them will do to make the car go faster. None of the bottles look the same. What is all this stuff? What the hell? Dangerous. <laughs> dangerous is what this is. Very dangerous. Is. It's more dangerous than a liquor cabinet. Yeah. And it's not locked. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, let's be honest. Doc Green's liquor cabinet probably also has some weird stuff in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, a, a couple of them glow various colors. You're going to have greens and purples in there. Yeah. Maybe a blue yeah. He's he's definitely a guy who brews his own beer out of weird stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yeah, well, which would make him an engineer more than a scientist. Oh, he's a little of all of that. Yeah. Oh, I miss I miss engineers that they would brew coffee and beer and other things. Coffee beer. <laughs> I've tried I've beer. I've had coffee beer. It's good stuff. Mm. <laughs> well, they wouldn't usually brew it in the same Receptacle. Ah. Uh, they would create something different. Anyway, so he uh, he finds, hey, some, uh, this is nanite fuel, which Frankie does not recognize at all. <laughs> and it's got a mysterious, weird M logo on it. 
totally sort of an M, sort of an arrow in a circle. It, it, oh, yeah. it, it, it's the same kind of not exact, but it's the style of logo you would get from like an Umbrella Corporation or an OCP. <laughs> yeah, this is an evil corporation logo. So Cody decides, hey, why don't I put all of this in here? <laughs> Because yeah. as he says, if a little is good, a lot will be better. To which Frankie says, my dad said something like that once, just before the lab exploded. <laughs> before <Yes>. the explosion. <laughs> I guess when he decided to be less uh, uh, less uh, Dr. Emmett Brown and more uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, the Our... explosion. Is, is, is that what happened to Mrs. Green? Oh, God. <laughs> we don't know... Apparently. Or like Frankie number 12. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was a mess, Frankie. We were finding her teeth for months. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Doesn't Doc Brown's wife die in a really weird right way? Uh, I thought his wife was uh, Mary Steenbergen. I don't remember. No. What, what, didn't he have a wife before? Crap. I don't remember. I don't think so. I, I do remember that one time he was, sh- in the, uh, he was in the Old West and he was shot in the back over a matter of $40. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't. I, I may be and, remembering wrong. And then I, w- I was committed to the insane asylum by Biff Tannen. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he pours this thing into his into his fuel tank, and immediately this thing turns into uh, into a terrifying engine of destruction. Yeah, it, do- it does not stop. All the- I i don't i don't know that you get a good look at them just yet more than you do later in the episode but they look at first i thought they looked like tiny traffic cones yes but they're they're like <laughs> inverted like instead of being orange with a stripe they're they're gray with orange stripes they actually and they're making like bee noises they actually seem to be like i guess are like stylized screws or rivets but yes yeah. also which, they are making bee noises means- for some reason <laughs> These are scraplets. Which means, of course, they're... These are prototype scraplets. <laughs> These are kind of reverse scraplets. Because they, they guess, seek well, out yeah, machinery yeah. and fix them rather than seeking out machinery and killing it. <laughs> oh, they're anti-scraplets. They're mirror and, and, universe scraplets. Yes. Yeah. And, of course, uh, by, by bee noises, I mean they all sound like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> no. Oh. No. Well, what, what's the deal with this go-kart? What's the deal with go-kart fuel? Who are these people driving go-karts? Who are these people? <laughs> uh, clearly they should have uh, neutralized this by pouring in some of those Kramer nanites. Yeah. They, they just sort of bust in without being invited, but then they get super racist. Anyway. <laughs> well, th- that, that might stir up the, the, the Seinfeld nanites more. You, to stop it, you, you need some Numanites. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's 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 our second Wayne Knight reference in as many episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. Haven't seen him anything in a while. Uh, next episode, we're just going to be talking about Space Jam. <laughs> oh God, no! Oh. That movie did not age well. <laughs> no, and they're making a sequel, supposedly. Jen, I'm going to have to invite you to come on and slam, <laughs> and welcome to the jam. Okay, speaking I do of like things th- I that saw in the theater, is a meme. Oh, that was the movie that taught me that movies could be bad. <laughs> Like, I saw that in the theater as a kid, and I thought, oh, this is terrible. I feel uncomfortable watching this. <laughs> this makes me sad. Oh, I, I can't even remember the movie that taught me that. I can't believe Siskel and Ebert lied to me. 
<laughs> I guess they're just big Bulls fans. Yeah. Because they're both from Chicago. Anyway, so Frankie immediately calls in. Uh, yeah. Uh, emergency? Uh, not yet, but just wait a sec. It's like oh, pressing that... 9 1 and they're just waiting for the second I one. I feel like she's I, probably used to this. This is like a thing that she yes. probably has to yes. do a lot. Like she can tell her father's about to blow something up, so she just is like gets yes. them on the line. Every other day with dad, it's like. <laughs> she's got him on speed dial. Yeah. I've seen these warning signs before. I, I'm calling preemptively. In like maybe five or ten minutes, start coming over here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Shit's so the, the so the accelerator works on this, but the brake does not. So he finally has to call his dad, who tells him to go to the dump and try and like run into some piles of mulch. Well, no, his his dad calls him because he just got the call from Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like, son, what you doing this time, son? <laughs> so yeah, he. So he does get to the junkyard and crashes into this mulch, but unfortunately, the uh, the nanites then abandon their host and they head straight for the Scrapmaster, which goes into kill everything mode. Speaking of peril, Killdozer like, lives again. Oh my god! It's really scary. It's like this oh, is I mean, very frightening I mean, for small children. I mean, Cody is about to. You know, I don't know if you've seen the end of Fargo. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> he's about to get Steve Buscemi'd. Oh, uh, again, kids, enough, don't watch that those, yet. Yeah, uh, both, but you can see both of those actors in a Transformers production. Ah, uh, because Steve Buscemi is in the Last Night, and uh, Peter Stormare is on Animated. He's uh, Prometheus Black. I forgot Steve Buscemi was in the Last Night. Was it? I should watch that again. I didn't hate that one. Wasn't Stormare like in a small part in one of the movies? I don't think he was. Let me think of somebody. I, there was like some bald character actor as like background in one of the middle movies. Well, you may be thinking Stormare. of Dark of the Moon, where they go to like a bar full of Russians. Yeah, I thought he was in that scene. And one of them, and inexplicably, Peter Stormare is not there, even though he's uh, <laughs> Hollywood's go-to vaguely Russian guy, even though he's from Sweden. Oh, I could have sworn he, he was in that part. And he is in Armageddon, which is another Michael Bay movie. Yes. Playing a Russian. And he is in the second season of the Castlevania show on Netflix as a... Oh, does he play, a, does he play Dracula? As a Viking no. vampire. Viking vampire. Which is oh, because amazing. He, uh, because he was also Dracula on The Batman. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. The Batman. <laughs> show was good ish <laughs> question mark it had its moments yeah it, it's it's hard to compare batman animated series to batman the animated series yes but the batman was second best maybe uh, i think i'd still give that to brave and the bold mm, brave and the bold has a lot of great highs and ridiculous awesomeness like aquaman but mm -hmm. As a whole, eh, I don't know. It was fun, but but in large doses, it's. Eh. I do think I like the Batman better than Beware the Batman, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that one was weird. Anyway, so yeah, um, luckily the uh, luckily the rescue bots get there in time to prevent Cody from uh, getting reduced to chunky salsa. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. 
And they, they even do the thing where they, they tuck a, a full gas tank at it. There's a huge explosion. And then the thing just comes out of there like the Terminator. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that was nuts that it just kept going. And, and, and oh, like the music that's in the, the scene, it's like it's an action movie, like guitar soundtrack stuff. Like it ramps up the danger with the soundtrack. Also, it doesn't help that this thing has some sort of like laser that it use it like it scans. It's like them a targeting with. laser. So, yeah, it's like a tar- yeah. also it it targets Chase. <laughs> it appears to have no regard for authority. <laughs> Listen, it it, it 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 can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear, and it absolutely will not stop ever until you're dead. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's a kill dozer. Um, which well, it's almost a kill dozer. Wait. Um, did the kill dozer in Marvel Comics have a mouth? I can't remember. Was it like a oh uh, excavator? Well, there's kill dozer, which was there was like a uh, bad uh, movie, which was based. Right. I think uh, it was based upon a short story, maybe. Yes, and they actually adapted. I can't remember if it was the movie or the, but before that in like the 50s in like 50s monster comics they ripped it off as troll the unhuman <laughs> oh that's what it was who has showed up in modern ghost rider that's comics that's a super generic that, that name that does not make thing. me think of an excavator that just mm. makes me think of a cthulhu monster well he's like well, an alien from outer space who possesses an excavator oh wow which is, is the pl- base kind of the plot of the original short story, like it was an alien thing, and it's sort of in the crappy movie version, but not really. Like there's a glowing rock, and then fifty minutes of boring bullshit of a, a uh, what do you call it? Bulldozer, like just driving slowly around an island. Yeah, it, it takes a while for this killdozer to do any killing. Ah, uh, that's boring. This should be more like Maximum Overdrive. I think I'm not even sure it kills anyone in Killdozer. Yeah, you might as well just watch. Yeah, you might as well just watch Maximum Overdrive or uh, the legendary uh, heavy equipment safety film "Shake Hands with Danger." <laughs> yes, shake hands with danger. Oh, There's that, a guy you ought to know. That's another thing anyway. Watch. So Boulder, you know, he he dashes and he finally pulls this gas tank, the gas tank off this thing. Mm-hmm. But then the uh, the nanites leave the gas tank and they go into Boulder. Oh, no. And he becomes evil Boulder. I mean... Yeah, his eyes change color. He's still, like, himself. He's just not in control of his body. So he's no, not and being... he becomes the killdozer. He's not evil, but he is possessed. Yes. So he just, you know, tromps through the park, and much... And most horrifying of all to him, he just starts destroying these trees, and he's horrified. It's just... That's dark, man. Oh, yeah, he keeps apologizing Aww. to the trees. Oh, oh no, sorry trees. Oh, boulder. Because he's because apparently these things seek out ever more powerful machines to possess. Yes, so they are looking for the most so powerful n- machine. I guess much like Tim the Toolman Taylor, they want more power. Yes. I'm sorry, there's too much Tim Allen in this yeah. episode. By which yeah. I mean any Eddie Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah. Well, um <laughs> Well, we could um, go, uh, oh, what's his name? Clarkson from uh, Top Gear Power, although he's uh, also kind of an asshole. <laughs> but at least he's still a funny asshole. Has he ever been busted for felony cocaine possession? No, but he <laughs> has okay, well, there you go. allegedly hit producers. Oh, well, that's not good. And been 
bit racist, but you know he's British, so you know, that, that kind of comes with the territory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he he gets to the power plant, and indeed, um, these things escape in there. But luckily, uh, it turns out that there is too much power. Dun dun dun. <laughs> and so these nanites just get like burnt out. Apparently. They start to build up a charge that starts to go across, like, the power lines, but then it just kind of fizzles out. I guess mm-hmm. they die. Mm-hmm. It seems that way, although, stay tuned. They, so, I've, we go to... We cut I to the, feel cut. like it's more just that they're, like... Because they were saying that, I mean, it, it overpowers whatever... They overpower whatever they're they're a part of, but they said that it should be okay if they get into the power plant because basically the power plant is so big it'll sort of diffuse them to the point where they're not really able to affect anything. So I think they just sort of, like, got balanced out, basically. Like, they Mm -hmm. aren't, you know, like I said, a big enough deal to be causing problems. Mm So we cut to the park the next day. Cody, for his uh, foolishness, is having to replace all of the trees that Boulder has destroyed. Aww. Just digging a bunch of holes. Aww. And uh, meanwhile, Chief Burns is uh, goofing around in this go-kart. And everybody wants to have a try. <laughs> yes. They're like, oh, I guess yes. that looks fun. Yes. And meanwhile, back at Doc Green's lab... Frankie, she's looking through the inventory, and those uh, those nanites, they're not in the inventory. And she sees the little logo on the container of this little high-tech <gasps> tube thingy, and, and which makes me wonder, is Doc Green employed by Mech? Yeah! Uh, maybe, maybe Magneto? Maybe Capsule Corp? I don't know. It had sort of a Modoc? C thing. It sort of seemed like a C, too. I don't know. Is it an well, it M? Which way you turn it around? Did he get these from Mech? Did he get these from Agent Fowler? Did Agent Fowler I get them from might... Mech and give them to Doc Green to mess with? I I don't know. It's all scary. I don't like it. I I think it might be a combination of an M and a T. <sighs> dun dun dun. Okay. We're uh, we're going to find out what uh, what the deal with that is before the end of the season because there is a running plot in this movie or in this uh, in the show. Like I said, you yeah. you got you see Bob forward there. It's it's time for some meta plot. <laughs> That's right. Stuff is about to get real, <laughs> and then we will indeed get a very special guest star. Ooh, That's right. I think yes. I did see this. <laughs> I think mm. I did see the very special guest star. Popper. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, of course, that, so this was a pretty enjoyable episode, and it is interesting that we are getting that, uh, the star, the inklings of a, uh, of an ongoing plot line. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's nice for a children's show. Or more mm-hmm. of a children's show than usual Transformers. Smaller age group, or younger age group. Uh,. That's a good episode. It, it again, like the peril ramps up though with the killdozer. Oh yeah, that thing is terrifying, and it comes back. Yeah. Oh goodness, it's, it's not. It's scary. All right, so uh, David, it is time for Tokusatsu Corner. Oh, yes. Oh goodness. Tell you us remember. about the yes. Tokus. I did. And the Satsus. 
Time for our uh, minute of QQ Sentai. Go, go, five. <laughs> uh, this episode, The Beautiful Saima's Trap. Uh, which, like, it, as they're doing, like, Ranger-specific episodes, this is sort of a Blue-specific episode. Like, each episode, they're also of the Saima alien cataclysm monsters. It's sort of a f- episode for them, too, because they're switching around, like, which one sends the monsters in charge of the plan. And one of them, uh, Kobolda, or Co- it, his name sounds like Cobalt. He's the big dumb one of the group. Like, he creates this mole monster who's gonna start a plan to capture a scientist coming from America with, oh hey, there's a Gaijin actor, with earthquake data so they can create better earthquakes or something. But then the sister from last episode, Dinas, has a better idea of disguising herself as a normal human and getting the scientist, and then there's a whole thing where the scientist is actually a friend of the ranger's kind of shitty father, so that's a whole thing. And there's almost a haunted hotel, because it's... Or the the imps, the henchmen, the putties of this series are just creating fog around this hotel where they have to end up driving to for no reason. Like, they're, they're just... They just have a fog machine. <laughs> you know, like you do. And they drive to the hotel, and there's no people... There's no people there, but there's, like, warm tea and wind-up dogs around. So, like, there were just people here. And it's it's almost a haunted hotel for a bit. And then just the, the imps show up dressed as, like, bellhops and beat them up. <laughs> but it, it's... Not quite a blue episode because it's more about this plot than it is about the Blue Ranger. And it ends up he gets captured because the monsters are trying to get a disc with the data. And and there's they launch a flying sidecar with drills on the front. The Rangers mm. do to beat the Can't monster. Can't just and it's, do it's, that it's with just, drills. Like, That's not how drills work. No, it's, it's so weird because the one Ranger's driving around in a sidecar... It, well, in a motorcycle with a sidecar, and has drills on it, and you know, like, they're going to do something with those drills. The drills never actually spin, but the sidecar shoots off at a monster. <laughs> it's weird. And the the episode is almost but not quite shipping the Blue Ranger with Dinas. <laughs> like, okay? Like, she's just flirting with the Blue Ranger to, like, confuse him <laughs> while she's trying to get the scientist and, and shit. It, it's just... Never quite comes together. It's an okay episode. It, it's just missing something. Although I, I realized at this point that it's hard to tell some of the rangers apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the red ranger, like he's got spiky hair. He, he's the talkative one. He's almost always in a gray hoodie with a red shirt underneath it, so you could tell him. But none of the rest of them, except for the pink ranger, like have color coordinated outfits regularly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, the, which one are you? Blue Ranger has at least has long hair, but green and yellow, like they have the same haircut, and only and one of them's a little bit taller. Mm. So I confuse them all the time. Mm-hmm. It does not help that their normal outfit, like they wear normal clothes when they're not Rangers, but when they're out doing stuff, driving around or rescuing people, they're all wearing like fireman orange big bulky coats <laughs> so there's no way to tell them apart in a distance mm-hmm. shot yeah at all it's like oh a family of dark haired like short haired except for one guy people and well one of them's a girl i guess but they're all in orange so i don't know it, it's an, it's an issue yeah 
That, that's, well, I, I guess I, it's sort of spoiled by Power Rangers where they're almost always in the right color of the <laughs> ranger they are. It's really helpful. I got to say, after watching a few episodes of this show, mm-hmm. like, oh, color coordinate at least a little guy. Yeah. I... Like, why can't you be wearing... I mean, the Red Ranger, you could spot him. The pink, because she's the only girl. Mm-hmm. But, oh, the rest of those guys. Also, the rest of the guys don't have personalities as such. <laughs> like, they may have one character trait, like, oh, green likes to fly. Right. Yellow, I guess he's the funny one. And blue is the, the cool-looking one. Mm-hmm. Mm. But again, that, that's that's it's paper thin right now. Still no anyway. brooding anti-hero? Well, the, the blue is sort of the, the brooding, like the cool guy of the group when you have the five-man band. Mm-hmm. I guess I that's guess okay. The cool one. I guess that's okay. It, it was before it set in, like, modern rangers where, like, the sixth ranger, once they show up, the show kind of becomes about them half the time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of an issue because... Well, modern stuff is like the Red Ranger. He's always the important one, although now he's more... He's not the cool guy like he used to be in, in the old shows. He's sort of morphed into like, oh, he's the energetic, peppy guy who can be sometimes annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm cursing on this episode. <gasps> I should take that out. But he, he, can, he, be, he can be annoying. And and then there's girls. They're girls. And, and then there's the other guys who get some some scenes to themselves but when the sixth ranger shows up like it becomes about the sixth ranger and the red ranger and nobody else really gets anything to do most of the time <laughs> anyway that's ranger talk for this week and we're done all right yeah so you can find us all over the internet we are on uh twitter we're on facebook and we have a patreon yes uh we are hosted on iaconunderground.net where we have a patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses that is patreon.com slash iaconunderground uh and we're gonna do something for march it's gonna be very exciting we don't we don't know what yeah that's right we don't know yet but it'll be cool it'll be exciting yeah, so, uh, until next time, when... Oh, I forgot to look what the next episode is. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, that's first. Uh, what is it? Four bots and a baby. Yes, so, uh, when, uh, when we are, uh, when we, uh, I guess are haunted by, uh, by like a, like a weird child ghost in that episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what? No. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, yes. That definitely happens in, uh, in that movie. There, there, yes, there's a ghost no. that... Listen, it's either the ghost of a small child or it's a cardboard cutter to Ted Danson. I don't know which is more likely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's a ghost of a small child. Yeah. Okay. Then. Oh, wait, does that, that mean next episode is going to be dile- directed by Leonard Nimoy? Oh, right, I forgot. Ooh, that's crazy yeah, that that's, he directed that movie. Yeah. Because apparently he wanted to direct the remake of a French farce and that's what he got stuck with. Mm-hmm. Or he really wanted to do that, which is... I'm not sure which is weirder. Well, I was actually hoping to uh, direct the remake of uh, Big Indian... Of Little Indian Big City. <laughs> Ooh. No, no. Sorry, I got Tim Allen on the mind. Ha <laughs> ha, t- No, no more Tim Allen. <laughs> Please never again. Uh, so until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Scrapmaster got a toy. What? What? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I'm going to look that up. Yeah.